And we are live to another edition of All In on High School Sports. We have so many shows, I forget which show I'm saying. <laughs> Tonight is All In on High School Sports, Kurt Valenti, Jennifer Valenti. Good evening. And I'm going to get right at Mr. Kirkpatrick. I was going to go with the white hoodie, and Jen said, I'm going to bail you out. So Jenny Hoops has on our awesome All In on High School Sports attire tonight. Uh, courtesy of DMK Apparel. I want to give them a little shout Absolutely. out. Absolutely. So uh, Coach Breslin, very good friend and former colleague of yours in the coaching world. Uh, DMK Apparel, first of all, he's been an absolute pleasure to work with. Um, just any needs, answers, questions, timely fashion, so professional, um, and just always ready and willing to work with whatever you need and your wants and needs. Uh, they do screen printing, they do embroidery, uniforms, t-shirts, sweatshirts, more accessories like bags and um, you know the, the tag chains that you wear. They can offer an online store. They feature Under Armour and Adidas apparel. Again, um, you know anything you need, they are willing to work with you. So a uh, little shout out to them for these fabulous sweatshirts. More apparel on the way as well. So we'll be featuring some others, but uh, DMK apparel for all, Absolutely. Your, all your needs. There's the all in on high school sports. Yep. Hopefully this weekend we're going to get our, um, we're going to pick up our uh, K&K okay. sports show. And um, listen, Coach Breslin's the man. And what do you mean by former colleague? He could be, he could be my future colleague. Because remember when I asked him on air, ever become a head coach will he become my defensive coordinator he never said no just for the record <laughs> kenny kirkpatrick saying good evening everyone welcome to the best high school sports talk on earth <laughs> coach breslin saying good evening looking forward to the show and thank you very much for thank you very much he appreciates the support no thank you coach breslin you know, coach breslin is also i want to give him another little uh accolade mm -hmm. has been very helpful with the uh the green screen technology for the show and helping us up it a notch so also a, a big thanks to him for that and i when i say we'll you know accommodate all of your needs i feel like i'm going to give a little insight into the the valenti marriage here you know kurt has trouble making decisions about what to eat for dinner so when it comes to what, what color shirt am i going to get for the kk sports show yeah it's an undertaking it so is Coach it is. is extremely he patient is. now kenny's saying jenna looks great on you i would love to buy a white one but i have no idea what it looks like what did you tell me tonight don't worry about it i'm gonna wear the hoodie you don't have to bring it I just, I just said I'm. Wearing, you said I'm going to bail you saying, out. I was ready I to go. Just said I'm going to wear my hoodie. Yeah, it looks great. <laughs> well, you can wear the hoodie tonight because it's about thirty degrees in this house. Um, how are you, by the way? I'm doing well. Yourself? I'm very good. I got great news today. My boy Von Miller is back. We're going to talk a little NFL right now, but Von Miller's back. So how can I not be in a great mood? We got the NCAA tournament coming up in two nights even though I'm not in it, and we're going to talk about that with our first guest, big St. John's fan like myself. Let's talk about who our, our guests are going to be Yes, this what do we got going on tonight? We have, uh, we'll be joined by um, the owner of Fairfield, the Fairfield Physical Therapy Center in Fairfield, New Jersey, Justin Solotoff, uh, talking about rehabbing athletes, injuries, and just general sports stuff in general. And uh, we will also be joined by the Caldwell High School Girls Basketball Program. We'll have Coach Amanda Keenan and one of her assistant coaches and three of her players joining us. Uh, a couple comments from our great friend Henry Zimanoff. He always chimes in on our K&K. &K. He's saying the Colorado High School Activities Association released the preseason rankings for both football and soccer. 
you're, uh, you can take a look at it. Absolutely. And Henry, we would love to cover some kind of high school yeah, in Colorado. Absolutely. We would love to do that. So if there's any connections you got, we would yeah, love to absolutely. do that. Absolutely. Um, very cool. Coach Breslin's also saying, are you, let's go. So he's pumped up yeah, for his, uh, yeah. by the way, I know we don't want to talk this, but a lot of people are like Coach Breslin. Not only has Rutgers beating the first round game, he also has Rutgers, they also have Rutgers beating Houston going to the Sweet 16. Oh, wow. So I heard biggie. three people, Tay, saying that. Um, Kenny's saying instead of a top five, could I ask a debate question later? Of course you sure, can. What sure, are we going to say? It, no? Shoot it at us ahead of time so we have it in case we have uh, our, our gap to fill. We yeah. don't know when we're going to have our time. And, in fact, while we're waiting for our, our first guest, we can throw out our little teaser for what tonight's topic will be if, um, indeed, we do have, have time for that topic. Sure. Um, one of our former guests two weeks ago mentioned when you prompted him, you know, what are some changes he would like to maybe see from the NJSIAA. Uh, he mentioned, you know, that New Jersey coaches do not have the ability to coach their athletes in the off season, you know, while school is in session. Uh -huh. Obviously when that last spring sport ends, it's open season for all sports until the fall sports officially begin. So our debate is should New Jersey high school coaches be able to coach their athletes in the off season during the school year. What are your thoughts? Uh, before I get to my thoughts, I want to just read a comment okay. real quick uh, from Jay Longo. Hi, everyone. I hope you are doing well. We are doing great. Hope you're doing well. Yeah. And I also want to give a uh, nice little prayer to his mom. I know he posted on Facebook yeah. that his mom was um, a little ill. She's getting better, which is awesome. So uh, prayers to out to your mom and you and your family. Well so yes, absolutely. Um, Coach Breslin saying hello to Jay Longo. So, <laughs> and of course, like, Jay saying to coach, hey, coach. So, um, <laughs> Little side convo. You know what? I'm going to be honest. It, it gets to the part of, I don't know. We've had so many discussions with this. Listen, people, they so many people just do it anyway. What is the point of saying when, you know, you're not going to allow to do it? I mean, just let them coach them. You know, like have rules. And I know we've been, we've, we have, um, talked about this in the past about you know should there be some guidelines and what should happen but just let them do it i mean you know make it to where it's it's you know it can't be 12 months and you know you, you know you can't be having these kids going you know in basketball season going and playing you know baseball you know like where it's your sport but let them do it i mean it's just crazy and, and like i said that's the other thing is there's so many people who do it right so you know, what do well, you... there's also people who do do it and then get suspended for it. You know, there has been repercussions for, for doing it because you're not supposed to do it. So, um, again, I know what you're saying, that there are people who do it, but they're not supposed to. It is the rule that you're not supposed to. Are there people getting away with it? Of course there are. Um, but, and I think we have to go back to the reason why it was instituted is there are people who go overboard you know, it is deterring maybe kids from playing other sports. There has to be some type of parameters in place. However, I agree. Um, I think you should be able to. I have to be honest. I was uh, 
obviously a high school coach for many years. I did not coach my kids out of season, but I was the girls director for a club team. And I had to be very careful about not coaching my kids who happened to be members of my club team. You right. know, in the fall, we traveled to tournaments. I had to make sure I wasn't on the sidelines. I wasn't coaching them at practices. Um, but then it was eye opening when I first started on the club circuit to compete against other clubs from across the country. And they were allowed to coach their kids, you know, Pennsylvania, yeah. you know, it was uh, New York, I think even they were, it was like eye opening to me. I just assumed as a young, naive coach that that was the rules everywhere, not just in New Jersey. So see, I like coach play, Breslin when you start to play out of state, you know, then the playing field is, is not equal. Right. See, <laughs> I like coach Breslin's comment. No, they should not coach during the off season. I think players need a break. I think it is important to strength train, but I also think it could be out of control. And I totally agree. And we've had this mm -hmm. discussion how many times, you know, where I'm not going to say you got to follow the NFL pattern or something like that, but just like coach saying, you can't have somebody where it's basketball season and now, okay, so now it's, you know, November and you're going to have, okay, I'm a softball coach saying, all right, God, all right, girls, you know, let's go every night. We're going to be, we're going to be uh, hitting in the cage. Like you can't do that. Like it's burnout. It's going to ruin them. And it's basketball. They're in basketball. They're in basketball. If they decide not to play basketball, again, you want to work out, you want right. to get in shape, that's fine. But it shouldn't be, we're going to have, you know, hitting tonight or we're going to be having, you know, receivers running. Like that's no, I, I agree with coach. Right. The, the amendment to my statement based on coach's comment is again, um, when I'm thinking of coaching out of season is that if my kids are playing something, like even if it's a camp or a clinic and I'm there, you know, like I should be able to be able to, I think to our first guest is saying they may be in. Oh, I don't see him in the waiting room. Okay. <laughs> um, so I, I, that's my theory. You know, I'm going to say that's my theory is I, I agree with coach. You know, you, you can't just have it to where it's there. You know, it, it's a free for all, you know, but again, there has to be some parameters and it's not, I don't mean when I say I should be able to coach my kids that I want them playing with me year round and not playing any other sports, but, um, the ability to be able to coach them, you know, and again, but that's why that's where the fine line is because my view of it is not some other coach's view and some other coach. You know oh, what? Oh, this is good. <laughs> Penny's going to like this comment. This is great. <laughs> I have to, uh, I have to, uh, take the hit on this one. <laughs> I, hello to our first guest. Welcome. Allow me to uh, introduce our first guest to the audience. We have with us Justin. And you know what? Forgive me, Justin. I don't want to mispronounce your last name. Solotov. Am I saying it correctly? Yeah, Solotov. Solotov. Nice, nice to see you. The owner, operator, and lead physical therapist, of course, at the Fairfield Physical Therapy Center. Thank you so much for joining us tonight. You're welcome. Hi, guys. Thank you, Justin. Um, Thanks. I can't go off script tonight. I'm going to get in trouble, Justin, if I go off script. But I want to talk so much like NCAA talk with you about that's for another night. So we're gonna we're gonna I'm gonna ask you a different question first, um, Justin. What made you get into the field, and can you explain all the different services you guys offer at the Fairfield um, Therapy Center, Physical Therapy sure. Center? Uh, yeah, sure. Um, I was in a, a car accident actually when I was a teenager. I was a passenger in a car, and um, you know, banged up. Uh, my knee pretty badly, my ankle, my hip pretty badly. I ended up having to go for uh, physical therapy for two years. Um, and physical therapist was great. The other assistants were great. 
and I really fell in love with the field. And so going into college, I went to Emory University. Uh, going to college, I knew it was something that I wanted to do. So I took all the prerequisites for physical therapy school, um, ended up at Columbia University, and the kind of the rest is history. Nice. And will you offer a, a wide range of things at your facility, correct? Yeah, we, we, um, I, I treat um, patients of all varying ages, you know, from five years old all the way to 95 years old, um, from different, you know, musculoskeletal issues to neurological issues and, you know, treat a wide variety of different diagnoses. So we're a show geared uh, towards high school sports, obviously. And what advice would you give to a current high school athlete to help them with injury prevention? Okay, so a couple of things that I thought, you know, would be interesting to, to discuss. So, um, you know, unlike kind of when we, you know, I know, you know, Jen, you were an elite athlete when you were younger. And I played baseball in college, but I'm sure you played sports when you were younger. Um, you know, we, we played one sport per season. You know, base, baseball was my sport. So I, I picked up a, a bat and a glove essentially when it hit first week in March. And what you see a lot now is you see, you know, these sports being played year round and multiple sports being played at once. You know, so let's say, for instance, somebody is really good at softball. They're essentially playing for their high school team, for a club team, you know, in addition to playing basketball at the same time. And what ends up happening is, is that they, you know, a lot of the athletes now, they, they, they end up with a lot of overuse injuries because they're not giving their bodies a chance to rest. And so one of the things I would advise is, you know, that's kind of what's happening in addition to actually um, all these private lessons, hitting lessons, throwing lessons, et cetera, et cetera. So there's just, there's, there's just a lot of sports being played pretty much all year round. And so it's important to kind of listen to your body, um, to, to train properly sports specific. Um, and I can go into that further later. And also to, um, to rest if you have injury, you know, to use uh, ice and heat and other modalities when necessary, uh, to not mask any injuries with medication, um, use proper stretching before and after, um, you know, your sport-specific activity, those kind of things. Uh, Justin, real quick from a comment from our great friend, Coach Breslin, um, coaches at Ramapo High School football. He's saying he is excited to hear about the PT stuff. My daughter is in year four of the six-year doctorate program at Sacred Heart. So, Okay, that's a, that's a, okay. so that's a, that's a great program. Um, I actually have two of my former patients who are in that program in that year um, uh, as well. And a good friend of mine, Chris uh, Zacharia, who uh, was a wrestler at um, West Essex High School. Oh, former Fairfield uh, student. <laughs> yes, exactly. Right, exactly. And um, you know, it's actually a great program. Kind of, kind of one of the things that I've been trying to is if it, you know, kind of to, to elaborate on, on Coach's point um, that I think is very interesting is, is that they did not offer this when I was, um, you know, when I was applying to, to college and physical therapy school. They had a, a lot of pre-physical therapy programs that are available to students now. And I'm, I'm good friends with a lot of patients who are guidance counselors in the local high schools, Passaic Valley, Cedar Grove, Montclair High School, West Essex and whatnot. And I've been advising them, if, if possible, to try to bring some of their students in at, a, at an earlier age, maybe like sophomores uh, or juniors, to try to get to see if they are interested in specific types of fields. And, you know, maybe to have some contracts out with uh, varying professions. You know, let's say, for instance, for my own, 
I have a good friend, um, you know, Jennifer Shu. I'm sure you know her from Passaic Valley High School. And she, you know, she was one of the soccer coaches back in the day. She is one of the head guidance counselors at Passaic Valley. So we've kind of connected. And, and any of the students that come to her saying that they think they might want to do physical therapy or something maybe in public health, um, she sends them to us to do some shadowing work. So they get to see firsthand kind of what I do here. And what happens is then I'm able to guide them in terms of, uh, you know, maybe applying to the pre-PT programs, which are a little bit easier to get into than the postgraduate master's or doctoral PT programs that are out there now. There's a lot less competition because a lot of the high school students don't know what direction they want to go, you know, what field they want to go into coming out of high school. And so this, as Coach, you know, said about his, his uh, daughter, um, you know, Chris went that route after having Shadow here. And, you know, it's, it's just a better path. It's a three-by-three three program, which they kind of are on a tunnel track to do physical therapy-related classes and then go directly into the physical therapy um, graduate program without having to take the GREs, um, do applications, stuff like that. So it's actually, a, a, you know, a better way to, a better approach to go, where some people struggle, unless they're elite students, they struggle, you know, going from um, college into postgraduate uh, DPT programs. Uh, Justin, I got to give you a shout out uh, to you and your whole staff because it was maybe about a year and a half ago. I totally messed up. I was telling Coach Breslin this today, and Jen could obviously uh, be the witness of it because I totally I hit my elbow. I mean, running up the stairs, hit my elbow. I'm like, I never had this feeling in my life. Two, three days, my fingers are tingling. I have all this stuff coming up my arm. Jen goes, you know, you got to go see somebody. I said, who? She goes, I got a good friend. Go see Justin. And I got to say, it was the best thing she told me. You guys were awesome. I feel 100%. Your place is great. So uh, I'm going to give you all the props I can tonight. Okay. Yeah, it was thanks, awesome. I appreciate that. Thank you. That's very well, nice. Well, awesome. I'll have to piggyback off of that because the reason I was able to recommend is that I think you've rehabbed me after three of my four knee surgeries. So... <laughs> Yeah, exactly. From two exactly. ACL reconstruction, so yes, couldn't, could awesome. not, you know, uh, again, get a better better rehab person. So yes, 100%. But we okay. were talking about the injury prevention, and Coach Breslin actually commented, you know, Justin, before you came on, we had a little mini debate about, um, you know, coaching kids in the offseason, how New Jersey coaches can't coach their kids. And you kind of hit upon, like, all this overuse because it is such a dilemma for kids now. You feel like, I don't want to say pressured, but, you know, playing in the yeah. offseason. There's so many opportunities to play everything all of the time, you know. So it, it's true that you hit so many good points about when you're hurt, you need to rest. The simplicity of icing, the importance of stretching, you know, with these – these kids really do need to do always, but even more so for today's athlete. Yeah, and, and also, you know, to comment on that too, Jen, is what happens is, is that, you know, the, the kids are afraid a lot of times to kind of listen to their body or report to their parents or coaches, um, you know, even myself in terms of specific injuries that they have sports-related. Why? Because they're afraid the coach is going to, you know, sit them or, or bench mm -hmm. them. You know, or the parents who have spent a lot of money on all these lessons and whatnot or in all the clubs and stuff, they're afraid they're going to be upset at them. Or, you know, they're going to be a situation where, you know, they're, they're really not. They, you know, what happens, too, is you have to you have to realize some of your limitations, not only physically, but also in terms of your skill set. You know, everybody's and you know, we bring everybody up to, to think that they're the greatest. At everything you know everybody gets a trophy now even if it's for 20th place right <laughs> and so it's a situation where um you know it's important to know you know kind of where you fit in on a team 
you know, are you a star player? Are you a role player? You know, and to, and to know your role and to not, to not exceed that. To not push yourself, your body, you know, push yourself past injuries um, with regards to that. So I think it's important to realize that, you know, to, to, for the coaches, you know, and the parents to explain to their children that it's really important to, you know, if they have something that's bothering them, not only to let them know, but to let them know quickly. Because, you know, especially from my point of view, I'm able to rehabilitate the acute and subacute injuries much better than the chronic injury. Justin, my question is obviously you're a big sports fan, but how satisfying is that? How satisfying is it for you when you get a high school student, one of your high school athletes who you've been working for, you know, they come in, they're upset, they're going to be out for a certain part of the season, and now you get them through, they get back. How satisfying is that for you to see them get back to that sport? Yeah, that, that's, that's a great feeling, honestly. It's, I know that, you know, in addition to, to you know, schoolwork and, you know, social, you know, um, issue, you know, things that, you know, kids are very interested in, you know that the sports have become a big part of their lives. And it's, it's really a great, one of the reasons why I wanted to go into physical therapy is because I, you know, knew that I was going to be able to play an intricate part in kind of helping them back into, into getting towards their, to reaching their goals, so to speak, you know? And so I, I'm lucky that I get a chance, not so much now, you know, particularly busy at working, uh, have a wife and three children at home, but, you know, I've spent a lot of time following the athletes through the years. You know, I would go, I would, at times back in the day, I would have 10 baseball players from Montclair High School team at once, eight players from the Cedar Grove football team at once. And, you know, I developed this kind of, I feel like it's important in the field to develop this interpersonal relationship. You know, you know, not only am I treating them, but I'm getting to know the person as a whole. And so, you know, they were almost like my own children or my own brothers or my own sisters, you know, and I, and I would love to go to their games all the time and watch them play and, uh, and, and in seeing them succeed and return to sport and not get re-injured, most importantly, um, it's extremely satisfying. Nice. Uh, Justin, if you think back to when you first started in the field and maybe how things just like, you know, even I can speak for myself with my surgery, seeing the change from, you know, my first surgery to, you know, seven years later, the drastic technology changes and how fast things change. You know, what's maybe like the biggest change you've seen, um, whether it be technology, treatment or even diagnostics? What's a big change you've seen in your field? Advancement, yeah, that's a good I guess. Yeah, that's a good question, Jen. Um, I would say in terms of the, the diagnostic tools that the doctors have, you know, in terms of the surgical procedures have advanced. You know, I had ACL reconstructive surgery like you did. I had mine in 1985. I was in a long leg cast for six months. Oh. I have a scar that's about 14 inches long. Okay. You know, where nowadays they're in a brace for four to six weeks and the scar is like two inches long. You know, they're they're able we're able based on the um, advancement in the technologies to be able to push these athletes quicker. You know, they rehab sooner. You know, I couldn't go back to playing sports for, you know, essentially 12 to 18 months. Wow. Now you can get an athlete realistically back on the field between six and eight months. And so that's one of the things, you know, in terms of the advancement in like continuing education classes that that we take. You know, we master more more skilled um, techniques that we can utilize, kind of in our in our large bag of tricks, to um, to progress the patient a little bit quicker. 
You know, so all of those things have, you know, in addition to better sneakers, you know, better golf clubs, better tennis rackets, better equipment in general, all those things kind of come into play in terms of making it a lot easier for an athlete now to be able to return to sport. Nice. All right, our next little section, Justin, and we end with is a little rapid fire. These are quick, fun huh. questions. Not that the other ones weren't fun. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. there, there are no St. John questions, Kurt. Nothing? Uh, wait, they're coming. <laughs> it's my first rapid question, Justin. Listen, <laughs> she put the kibosh. Listen, anytime you want, you come on our Wednesday sports show. We could, we're going to talk tournament tomorrow. I'll talk to you. I'll text yeah. you tomorrow about that. But here's my, my rapid fire questions. I have a three-in-one St. John's rapid fire question, number one. Real quick, are you happy with this year's basketball season? I would say yes. Unfortunately, we lost in that first round in the uh, Big East tournament to Seton Hall. I felt like if we could have won that game, we would uh, probably be, have gotten an at-large bid to the NCAA tournament. Okay, second part of that question. What does St. John's need for next year? Uh, you know, I, I would know about three days ago, I would have answered to keep the team together. Unfortunately, uh, the two Jucos that came in last year, Isaiah Moore, Vince Cole, um, already answer, uh, entered the transfer portal. So I would say we need a big, we need a guy who's 6'10 physical to rebound, and I would say we need a shooter. Okay, and my last and most important question is a year from now, will St. John's be in, will, will you and I be getting ready to watch our St. John's Red Storm in the NCAA tournament? In the tournament? NCAA tournament? Yes. Yeah, we, hopefully. That, that's always the goal every year, you know, but because, but um you know we like to be realistic you know you got to set the bar low here you know <laughs> but but um you know and, I, and i'm kind of ever the pessimist when it comes to this team but you know mike anderson's great coach he set up a good system you know the reason why i think more and and cole left is because they weren't getting a lot of playing mm -hmm. time i think that's because they weren't playing hard on the defensive end so mike anderson you know holds every player accountable and so he wants his players and he wants his players to play his way you know the 40 minutes of hell that he brought from coaching um, Arkansas, right? And so I'm happy with that. You know, get us two or three transfer transfers from the portal. Kids don't have to sit out this year to come to the team. Yep. I think it's going to be an exciting team to go watch. You know, and that's the other unfortunate part. I've had season tickets since 1983. You know, so this is the first year due to COVID that I've been able to get to a game. Love taking my kids to the games and whatnot. Um, you know, I'm sure you love going to the games too. And, um, you know, let's make up that our goal next year. There you let's go. Let's make it our goal where you and I can hit a big game at the Garden. There you go. Year. There you go. <laughs> All right, Justin, you're located in Fairfield. So what is your go-to takeout place for lunch? Oh, that's interesting. That's a good question. Who do I plug here? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, I would have said Lombardi's because my good friend Al Lombardi actually, you know, owned Lombardi's, but Lombardi's no longer in Fairfield. I'm going to say um, Il Classico. Good one. Um, it's a great deli on, the, on 46 on the uh, westbound side. Good friend of mine, Chris Guerrero, and his family owns that uh, deli. Great sandwiches, great soups, great people. They are phenomenal there. Agreed. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, we're getting a uh, – see, I don't even want to read this, Justin, but this is from our friend Kenny Kirkpatrick, the other host of K&K Sports Show. Not when you lose your recruits to Illinois. He's trying to be a wise guy over here. <laughs> keep, the, keep the New York yeah, kids home. Yeah, that, yeah, keep the New York kids home. <laughs> yeah, he's talking about Andre Cabello. I know, yeah. I know who he's talking about. Yeah. All right, my next one is – most famous person you've ever worked on? Um, okay, I would say two real quick. I'd say athlete-wise, David Njoku um, was here when he was a three-star um, wide receiver, tight end, safety hybrid out of Cedar Grove High School. Uh, as many people know, he went on to 
star for two years at University of Miami as a tight end, drafted the last pick in the first round by the Cleveland Browns, and uh, he's been a productive uh, NFL player. Um, Peter King, who is a very good friend of mine, um, he started out by bringing his daughter Mary Beth to me. She was an elite softball pitcher uh, back in the day. And then he started coming as a pa as a patient. He's always training for like half marathons and whatnot. And he's a great person to have here. You know, um, he he knows so much about football. He's a he's the go to guy for football. And you know, we always have uh, a great time kind of going over some stuff. And he's done some shows on Mike and the Mad Dog from here. And and he's in my fancy baseball league. And so I'd say those two probably. Okay. And Justin, what do you think the toughest high school sports injury to rehab is? Toughest high school sports rehab. I would say shoulder related. I would say uh, labral repair or rotator cuff repair. Okay. My last one, I'll make this real quick. Best college, it doesn't have to be the tournament. One coach, who's the best coach in college basketball today? Who's the best coach in college basketball? And then I'm going to give you my uh, final four teams. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's, 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 that's Jen's <laughs> last question. That's last question. I have a question still, so that's what it is. Um, I'll, I'll give you my sleepers, too. Um, okay, so best coaching college basketball. That's not Mike Anderson. Um, I would say coach – I'd say Coach Bennett yes! from Virginia. Yes, yes, yes. And I only say that because you're a UVA Cavalier grad, and I know that's going to piss him off. It is. So. It is, Justin. It that is. You know it so is. So he well doesn't done. mean it. That's I great, though. Even, he doesn't mean I that. I didn't even script it, but he said it. <laughs> Could I mean, you got to give him props there. off the look. If that's the last Penn State tournament win, uh, you know, championship win, you know, he coaches great defense, gotten good recruits. You know, they're having COVID issues now. Let's kind of see see what happens. But, you know, there's some of the smaller schools, you know, the Cinderella teams, those coaches are unbelievable. They don't get a lot of uh, publicity yeah. like the big coaches. But, you know, some of them are so consistent and uh, year in and year out. They don't, they turn down the big time, you know, jobs to take, stay at their school, show some loyalty. So, yeah, I mean, there are a bunch of those. Nice. Coach Bennett makes his not just players. He cares about those people and, yeah. uh, you know, pillars of character. and gets, Yeah, yeah, gets, yeah. By the way, today those. is happy. By the way, Justin, today is the anniversary of the number 16 UMBC defeating Virginia. But I'm not going to say that. <laughs> I'm not going to get into that tonight. Which Tonight's was, the anniversary. Which is what we needed to, to win a national championship. I know, Justin, I know. <laughs> Okay, and his last, your last and the question. Last question. Yep, is our NCAA Final Four and your NCAA champion. Okay, I w I would probably say and I haven't looked at the brackets too much, but I would say I'm gonna go Gonzaga up top. Uh, the bottom one's interesting because the one seed University of Michigan's dealing their star players actually mm -hmm. over that with a stress fracture in his foot. I'm gonna say in that bracket. And Alabama's kind of a week two, Texas week three. I'm going to say Florida State as a surprise team in that one. Okay. Watch, they'll lose in the first round. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm the ultimate jinx, by the way. Um, on the top, Baylor's the one seed. They, they might have a tough run. Wisconsin's lost a ton of games. So North Carolina gets past Wisconsin. They might have a tough tough time with North, Car North Carolina as an eight seed. I'm going to say Texas Tech out of that spot, believe it or not. And uh, Matt McClung, the transfer from Georgetown. Yep. Watch him in this tournament. And then, because he always killed us, you know, in St. Oh, John's. Yeah. <laughs> and then I would say down on the bottom, I'm going to have to say Illinois. Illinois is probably, you know, Illinois is going to come out of that bracket. The, Houston's a week two. Watch out for West Virginia, kind of as a sleeper, as a three. And, you know, Rutgers actually, Rutgers can get past Clemson. They might have a shot again at knocking off Houston at two because they're kind of a week two. So I'd say final four, 
Gonzaga, Florida State, Texas Tech, and Illinois. And I would say Gonzaga, Illinois, Gonzaga to win. There you go. All right. Nice. Running the table, nice baby. Running the table. And just... if anybody from the show wins any any money off of that, then you know, I got to get the front of that. <laughs> That's going to be one of my blue brackets. I want to do that. I'm sure you will watch this. Oh, yeah. Right. Justin, thank you so much for joining us tonight. It was nice to see you catch up and, of course, um, you know, pick your brain about all things sports. Thank you so and much. And please, Justin, whenever you want, come on our Wednesday show, Talk Sports. I'll talk about that more. Anytime, Kurt. Yeah, anytime. I'm here. I'm here at the clinic, you know, doing paperwork all the time. So <laughs> you hit me up. I'm, I'm all good. You guys you guys have done a great job with the show. I've watched some past episodes. You know, keep Thank keep you. plugging away. Thank awesome. You. Very Thank nice you. to see you. Thanks, Justin. All right. Take care, guys. Have a good night. Bye. You too. Always okay. good. Another, you know what? Every time we have it's just another good perspective, you know, from the oh, high school absolutely. sports. So um, lots of good stuff with the yep. injury prevention. And we have our, our next guests ready to go. Okay. So I am going to let them into our meeting as well. And joining us will be the members of the Caldwell girls basketball team. Just making sure we have everybody coming in here. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the show. Just give me a moment to introduce you to our audience officially. We have with us from the Caldwell High School uh, girls basketball program, head coach Amanda Keenan, her assistant coach, Kelly Josephson, who's also the uh, varsity girls soccer coach. And she's joined by three of her players this evening, uh, senior Brielle. Guaranti, senior Natalie Lorenz, and sophomore Cassidy Brown. This year, Caldwell um, notched a 12 and 3 record, 10 and 2 in conference play uh, in the Liberty Division of the SEC. So, coach and players, coaches and players, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for coming. Thanks for having us. <laughs> now, like we say, thank you guys again. Like Jen said, thank you guys for coming. We really appreciate it. And I'll just start with Coach Keenan. You got, like Jen said, you guys finished twelve and three. Can you give us a quick recap of the season and uh, highlight some of your players throughout the season? All right. So we started off just hoping that we were going to play our fifteen game schedule. We opened up with the Mount um, at the Mount and. Um, we beat them in our their home opener. Uh, gosh, I don't even know if I remember which games were which after that. But um, <laughs> we we just we kept working hard and we kept just you know taking advantage of the opportunity to play each day. Um, you know, due to COVID, and we were just happy to to be able to play with each other and. Um, we were on a roll. We faced um, Columbia, who was a great team to play in our conference. Um, it was a great game at home. Uh, we ended up losing to Columbia at home. And then we won a bunch uh, of our next games. We went on, we played North Tech at North Tech, which was a great environment to play in um, down at North Tech. Um, and then we ended up, we played one non-conference, actually a couple non-conference games. We played West Essex, and then we played a team from um, Bergen County. We played Westwood, and then we finished up at home against the Mount. And um, mm. during that, like, mm. you know, shortened schedule, mm. we... Uh, our senior Brielle mm. Garente was um, able to score her mm. thousandth point in probably I think our 12th game against Arts at home. 
Um, if we could have planned it this way, we would have, you know, it was like perfect. It, it ended up being at home. She needed 19 points the night before at North Tech. And, and I think she ended up finishing with 16. And then at home, um, we she was able to score a thousand point. But we had said all along that that's not an easy thing to do. And she's surrounded by awesome teammates. Um, and especially we have Nat here, who is a senior who who worked um, extremely hard in the off season too, and earned her spot this year. And, and we have Cassidy Brown, who's a sophomore. Um, so together, you know, all the girls were able to um, come together and we had such a good season. Well, that's so nice to awesome. hear, Coach. That's great. Um, and Brielle, congratulations on your milestone and joining the 1,000-point uh, club at your high school. Yes. Congratulations. congratulations. Uh, Coach, Thank you so much. <laughs> Coach Keenan, really quickly, I was wondering if you could explain, you know, how – I feel like, and I don't know if I'm misinterpreting, like that some of the conferences maybe played like a little postseason and like, you know, like had a, had a small bracket, but I didn't feel like every, you know, every conference had the opportunity to do that. And would you clarify, would you mind clarifying that for us? Am sure. I, we did right? not have the opportunity <laughs> okay. to have the end of the, um, you know, a, a conference finals or anything like that. We were only allowed to play 15 games, okay. so we made sure that we were, you know, um, scheduled, had 15 games on the schedule. A couple games had got uh, gotten uh, postponed, but we were actually able to fulfill the 15-game schedule, and there was no room for um, any type of postseason play or anything like that. Okay. So we were able to make the most out of, you know, everything that, that we were able to do That's in great. our season. Thank you for the clarification. Like I said, I've seen some of these other conferences playing these little mini brackets, and I was just wondering how that determination came to be. Everything was a little different this season. Um, Coach Josephine, you are a former three-sport athlete at Caldwell High School, also a former 1,000-point scorer. Can you describe how it feels to be back at your alma mater coaching young athletes in the sports there that meant so much to you? That's a great question. I would I would happily answer that. I'm I'm just so proud of our kids. Our community is is so wonderful and has welcomed me back with open arms. And I actually played. Coach Keenan was the a JV coach when I played basketball at James Caldwell. So um, to to have the relationship with her that I have, I think that the kids see that they see that we get along. They see that we go back a long way. Um, and how important it is to to establish those relationships and maintain them. And really the best part of being back at home is, is being around town and seeing the kids out and about and, and wearing my old jersey. It's, it's really cool and I'm just so proud of them. Nice, very nice. Uh, this question is gonna be for Brielle and uh, Natalie. Uh, you guys just finished your careers at Caldwell High School. Can you explain a little bit about what the last couple years have meant to you uh, playing basketball at Caldwell? Um, Nat, can I go first? <laughs> sure. All right. So, um, it's still kind of setting in, <laughs> but, um, I think that these past few years, um, we've definitely changed, um, the way people look at Cobble basketball and yes, we produced, um, you know, like great pretty winning records, but I think that just the community as a whole has like really appreciated, um, you know, the way we play, and I think we're fun to watch, um, which is 
most important. Like a lot of people say, yeah, like great game. Like it was so fun to watch. And like that, that's what really um, means a lot. And um, Caldwell basketball is such a like large part of my life and it will never um, like never, never go away. And um, like I said, it's still <laughs> setting in, but I'm glad that we were able to do what we did, especially this year. Um, you know, I think we left our mark and I'm, I'm happy the way things ended. Okay. And Natalie? Yeah, I agree. It's so bittersweet because basketball has been a part of like all of our lives for so long. And I just think the past four years, it's an insane to see all the hard work we put in. And it's just so like exciting to see like that it, our hard work pays off. And I'm just so proud of everyone and so happy the way it turns out. It could have been a better senior year. We ended it perfect. Uh, and then this one's for Cassidy. You're the, um, obviously you're the youngster on this panel being the sophomore, but uh, what have you learned from these two seniors and anybody else on the team? And how's that going to help you take a leadership role um, starting next year? Um, well, especially with all the seniors, like they opened us with open arms. Like it was amazing to play with them and they were just great leaders, like on and off the field. They're always so positive and like they pushed everyone else on the team to be better. So I think like not only am I going to take away from this season and last season from them to like m include everyone, but I think like everyone else on the team is also going to take that away because we really became like a family over the past two years with these, with the seniors on the team. So I think it's just their positive attitudes that really helped everyone. So, yeah. Great. Very nice. Uh, Coach Keenan and Coach Josephson, if I'm not mistaken, you guys have completed your third season together since taking over at the helm of the girls program. Um, and I feel like you've built upon, you know, each season that you've been there, 12 and 11, 17 and 9, this year in a shortened season, 12 and 3. So my question for each of you is, where do you hope to go from here? You want me to go first? Sure, go ahead, Coach. <laughs> well, I think that um, it's important to have a strong foundation. And, you know, with Coach Kelly and I now together and kind of not being rookies as much anymore, like we've kind of, you know, learned a lot over the last few years. And with the help of, you know, our girls and their hard work and their dedication and commitment to our program. Like it's given us a, a foundation to build from and like our expectations, like they set the bar high and like they, the younger girls were able to, you know, feed off of them. And I think like we just go up from here. I, I know that um, the girls in our program now are, will continue to work hard and um again it has to it comes from them it's their hard work they come in the summer they put the time in and i think when you put the time in and and grow as like what cassidy said like a family like that's what we want and you know it doesn't happen overnight but like little by little like your your pieces start falling into place coach joseph anything you'd like to add just to piggyback on that right so much of a, a program's culture, we can talk about it all we want. It really comes from the kids. And we've had such a strong group of, of leaders throughout the years, and we've learned what to do and what not to do and how to have conversations with, with players and, and each other that I think this year was a really good example of we have to embrace every day because tomorrow's never promised, especially in a year like this. Um, and 
Cass and Coach just said it, right? We, we become a family through that whole process, and it, it really is the journey that is the reward. So, sure, we're, we're, we're looking forward to the future, but we're soaking in every minute that we get with these guys. Nice, very nice. Uh, to the seniors, this next question is for the seniors. You guys have had the opportunity to reflect on now, as you said, Brielle's kind of still setting in a little bit on your four years as a Caldwell High School basketball player. So let's say next year there's a young freshman. She's in eighth grade now. She's watching you guys tonight. What advice would you give to that young freshman next year just starting out in the program? Who wants to go um, first? Brielle. I, yeah. <laughs> I would definitely um, say, like, to never stop working. Like, um, I was fortunate enough to um, make varsity as a freshman, and I started as a freshman, so I was able to start all four years. But I feel like I was never satisfied with the way that I was playing, which then produced me to work even harder. So I feel like no matter how great you play or no matter how many games you win, like, there is always room to get better, no matter, you know, how good you are or how good people say you are or how good people think you are, you know, there's always, always room to get better. So I would definitely, you know, encourage hard work pays off. <laughs> um, mine is very similar to Brielle's. I would say to have confidence in yourself and to trust in your game because over the past four years, you can grow so much as a player and you will grow so much as a player with the help of coach Kendi and coach Kelly. And I think that's so important because when you're younger, you don't, know what to expect and you may get nervous as you get up into the varsity level but all your hard work will pay off like I was a one-year starter but it was just the best year ever and it's just so important to just believe in yourself because you can do it and you will be able to like have a reward for all your hard work great and Cassidy I'm gonna take a little different approach with you as a two-sport varsity athlete I'm sure it's a lot for you to balance your studies your sports and of course now we've been talking about it a little bit tonight off-season training for those sports as well can you tell us how you balance all of that um it can be a struggle sometimes like during basketball I had basketball and soccer and I had to like do my homework and everything so sometimes it can become really challenging but at the end of the day like I can just kind of take my time and focus and set in and just kind of know that like my friends support me my family support me so like with whatever I choose like they'll always have my back on it um but yeah it's kind of it becomes a little challenging but I always find a way to get it done so Nice. I like to approach it with a positive attitude and keep my head high. Very nice look and keep it up. <laughs> I'm going to switch up my last question because oh, it's, no, 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 it's not, not bad. I just thought about it. We kind of talked about it a little. So this is for Coach Kelly and Coach Keenan. Um, obviously, like you said, you guys had a successful season, uh, you know, an awesome season. And not only is it great coaching, great players, you know, like you're saying, like great teammates, but it's also the, the school, the administration, the community. Can you guys talk a little bit about the administration, the community itself um, in that area and what it does for your program? Um, the community is just, well, let's start with the administration. Like we wouldn't be where we are without their support. They supported us, you know, they supported us through COVID, through times where, you know, maybe we should like they approve stuff for us to do um, even in times where, um, you know, we were, you know, not allowed to be around each other in, in 
what am I trying to say? Like, um, like they supported us doing car washes, like fundraisers to try to keep as nor our lives as normal as possible. Um, so without their support, we wouldn't, you know, be where we are, um, with our program, um, our, uh, our community, they've supported us. They've watched our games. They were so bummed. Like, and I'm not talking about parents and like family of our players. I'm talking about just people who, you know, were excited to see like Caldwell basketball uh, games. And, um, I would see people outside of school in the town and they'd be like, you're, that was such an awesome game. Like they started following us, um, over the last couple of years. And like, you know, I would get text messages this year, like, are your games airing live? Like they couldn't wait to like watch our games like at home. And I'd get messages after like, that was so fun to watch, like their excitement. Like these girls have brought excitement back to Caldwell basketball. And so without the support of our community and our, um, our schools and our administration, like this all wouldn't be possible. Um, I know Brielle was just up for um, the senior player of the year in um, the state. And we, she produced 16,000 votes within our community to um, win that uh, honor, you know? And, you know, that was the community, that was the students in our schools, like our middle schools, our, our high schools and like family. And it's just like an amazing, outpour of love and support for like not just Brielle but for our entire program so we're lucky to have everybody support us <laughs> the way that they do coach Kelly anything you wanted to add especially as a you know grow coach Keenan forgive me I'm not sure if you grew up in Caldwell but I know that Co coach Kelly did so again having gone through the whole you know from start to finish <laughs> I actually did. I, I oh, played nice. in high school. Yeah, I went to Caldwell. Oh, nice. What year did you graduate, Coach Keenan? I graduated in 96. Oh, get out. I, I graduated from West Essex in 93. I'm wondering if we played against each other. Probably. <laughs> the so Chamber of Commerce tournament, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. Well, it's funny because I as doing the research for the show and seeing you know, Coach Kelly, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. When I coached at West Essex, I coached against Coach Kelly. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> Too funny. small world go ahead and... coach kelly i'm sorry <laughs> oh that's that's quite okay uh i'll apologize i'll apologize for anything amanda might have done against you defensively in high school <laughs> <laughs> but no i it, i mean coach keenan just hit it right with the sixteen thousand votes on a on a nj.com poll um we could feel it we could definitely feel it right we had a fans in the stands fundraiser we had as we're pulling the, the cutouts out of the box, I'm like, who's this kid? Who is this kid? And it was just people who, who wanted to be there uh, as best they could. And it was it was really cool to see that come together and, and having the connections, right? We, we now, you know, my, my friends, you know, Amanda's friends are, are parents of younger kids and they, they bring their kids to the games and it gives our girls, our young ladies, a chance to see the impact that they're having, right? And I know some of our girls do lessons with girls in town and we do camps and that kind of stuff. and we we can feel it and we want we want i thank you guys for giving us a platform to to say thank you to them um because it really has made a, a big difference for us and i i think i mean brie if, if you guys want to chime in i think that would mean a lot coming from you guys too absolutely yeah i was i was gonna say if i could say something quickly about that <laughs> that's okay of course of course yep <laughs> so um 
Yeah, I definitely, um, this year I feel like it made me realize a lot of the things. I mean, I, I was always aware of all the love that was in my life, but I think this year specifically um, with the shortened season and no fans and, you know, all of those um, uh, things that like really made me even more aware of all the support and love that I have. And um, not just for me, but for this program, um, it's, it's really humbling to see and it's, I, I honestly don't even know how to explain it. Like when I scored my thousand point, I like was so overwhelmed with gratefulness and just appreciation for, you know, like every congratulations, like every high five, like everything. I really tried to take it all in as best as I could. And then producing over 16,000 votes with like little kids and teachers and friends and family. It's just, it's a lot. And I'm so appreciative of, of everything and nothing that like the administration or um, the coaching staff or my teammates have done for me has gone unnoticed. And I really hope that everyone knows that that is how I feel because that's from the bottom of my heart and I will forever be so grateful. Oh, so nice. Very nice. Anybody else? Um, Any, want to add anything? Natalie Cassidy, <laughs> anything? No, I just agree. I love seeing and in the past years without COVID when the younger girls would sit behind our bench and they would watch us and it just makes me so excited to come back and see them playing and them playing like we did. And it just makes me think it's so crazy that now we're in like Brielle and I are seniors and that we were those girls. Like we used to go to these games and now it's just so crazy to see it come full circle. You know what that means? You two will be probably coaching what in, about, in, in eight to 10 years. You, you guys will be coaching for call. So just be ready for that. Just getting, you ready. just getting ready for that. Uh, wrap it. Yep, absolutely. I just want to make sure Cassie. Didn't oh yeah, want Cassie. To chime I'm in. sorry. I just wanted, didn't want to take that away. <laughs> um. Yeah, I agree with what everyone said. Like it's like especially this year. I'd have I'd see people out like at the store, and they're like, "Oh my god, I watched you on on t on the TV yesterday." Like <laughs> the weirdest experience. But I'm so glad that I get to watch like you and the teams play again. And I got. I get like text messages from people saying that they watched our game and it just like means a lot that Caldwell like is so involved in girls basketball. So that's so nice to mm -hmm. hear. That really is. That's fantastic. Uh, everybody it's time for a little segment we call rapid fire. So we have some questions that are really just more quick answer type questions, nothing too difficult meant to be fun. So just to kind of go in order, I'm going to go in the order on my screen, coach Keenan, if you wouldn't mind going first, followed by coach Kelly, then Cassidy, then Brielle, and then Natalie. All righty. You're up first. All right, here we go. First rapid fire question. It could be college, WNBA or NBA? Your favorite basketball player of all time? John Starks. Oh! Nice. You might be one of my favorite guests. Because <laughs> there's my favorite of all time. Uh, Kobe, for me. Nice. Um, I don't really know if I have one, so I guess I'll go with Kobe, too. Um, I would probably say Kobe, but right now, Paige Beckers. <laughs> yeah, I'll go the college route, or last year, Miles Powell from Seen Hall was my favorite player, and I actually got to meet him last year. We went to go see their games, and it was just so awesome. That's awesome, cool. great. Nice, good responses. All right, biggest rival in for Caldwell High School basketball? West Essex. Always. 
Um, I also think like the Mount and Livingston are good rivals for us. I would first say uh, Mount St. Dominic, just because we're in the same town, and then West Essex after that. I agree, West Essex and the Mount. Okay, my next one is it's getting nice out now. So who and we always like to venture out, and um, we want to get some. We want to get some treats, some dessert. So, what is the best ice cream place in your area, near your area? You know, give us a couple of good ice cream places. What do you got? I'll have to go with Gelatis, and they're always very supportive of all our our programs oh, as nice. well. <laughs> um. Yeah, little story on that. After Brielle scored a thousandth, we got these little cookie to, cookie ice cream things from there. They're outstanding. Um, <laughs> they're very good. I gotta give I gotta give my hat to Calandra's too, though. They're oh, pretty good. Nice. They're ice cream. Down here. I actually never had Calandra's ice cream. Good to know. That's Check on the list. Check it out. <laughs> um, Carvel's a good one too. I like Carvel. <laughs> I would say Gelati's for sure. The ice cream sandwiches, the cookie ones, are my favorite. I would say gelatis. Okay. All right. All right. So when I grew up in North Caldwell, so I think of the Caldwell area, I think of like designated, like the Dunkin' Donuts at the top of Bloomfield Avenue, right? You got your upper Dunkin' and then you've got the Dunkin' Donuts at the bottom, right? And we call it maybe lower. So I'm asked if you're a Dunkin' Donuts drinker, you can defer to Starbucks. Are you going to upper or are you going to lower? I am going to Starbucks. Okay. <laughs> With my pink drink. <laughs> um, I actually go a little more local. I like Rock and Joe's. Oh, nice, nice. Um, I prefer Lower Duncan. <laughs> Me and Cassidy talk about this all the time. It's like a town debate. I think Upper is better. <laughs> That's good. I would go with Coach Kelly. I work at Rock and Joe's, so I'd have to say Rock and Joe. It's the Very best nice. there. We had a whole whole mix on there. That was there good. There you go. Okay, awesome. and, my, and my last one is I'm not sure if you guys are NCAA uh, college basketball fans, but if you are, who is going to win the NCAA men's tournament? Because I know you guys are all going to say UConn's going to win the women's <laughs> tournament, so I'm not even going to ask you that. But for men's, if you had a pick, who would you pick in your bracket? Who is Who is going to win the NCAA tournament? My team is out, so I stop there. It's out. Who's your team? Duke. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, so they're out. They're not even yeah. in it. So I'm going with, um, I don't even know. We're going with um, Villanova. Okay, there you go. <laughs> Maybe them. I, I caught the tail end of your guys' interview with uh, with Dr. Justin. Um, I, I think Virginia. I like Virginia. Oh, nice. This was a Virginia, my alma mater. Well done. Oh, is it? <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> um, most years I go with Villanova, but their point guard is hurt right now. So I'm going to go with Gonzaga. There you go. Yeah, Gonzaga's, I think he, they got it. Jalen Suggs is is a like stud. no one else right now so <laughs> my mom went to Rutgers and they made it in so i'm gonna say Rutgers. yes we did and <laughs> coach Breslin, one of our good Rutgers. followers he's a huge Rutgers fan very nice very yep. nice right. Rutgers. all right my our last rapid fire question your favorite practice drill 
All right, I'll go first. <laughs> um, I guessed uh, three on two, two on one. I've always loved that drill. I was trying to go with a different one, but I think all-time favorite is 11 Man. I don't I think like that's changed in 20 I, years. I feel like that is like the most fun. I always get so excited when people say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a loaded question for me. I'm sorry. Go on. Coach Kelly, you're up. <laughs> uh, we have a drill called threefer where it's you got to make three in a row and then three out of four and then three out of five. And I like that because it, it's competitive and it's accuracy. So I like that for getting our kids better. Um, I like 11 man as my favorite. I'd say three on two, two on one, because it's like game situations and it's really competitive. <laughs> Nice, very nice. Well, guys, coach, coaches, girls, it was an absolute pleasure to have you guys on. Congratulations on a great season. Um, and I just have to say, coaches, seeing you with your players and, you know, how they present themselves, you guys have really done a nice job with um, your program. I know it's not about always the wins and the losses. I wish you nothing but success, but what you're producing in terms of uh, character in your players, it's just so Without nice to see. And that family feel that you guys talk about is evident just from talking to you guys tonight. So thank you so much for joining us. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you. Thank you so much for thank having you. us. <laughs> thank you, guys. Thanks. Have a good night, guys. Thank you so much. Appreciate you too. It. Yeah. Okay. So again, another, another, another great, great show. Yeah, another um, program. We want to thank, um, I want to thank, again, all the Caldwell coaches and players. Thank, uh, Justin from uh, Fairfield no, physical, physical therapy. therapy. I keep saying therapy, therapy. Center. <laughs> physical therapy center. And um, no, it was great. And uh, thank you guys for the comments. Thank you guys for watching. And um, next week, we, you know, we will we will get back into our uh, topic a little more about yes, the. Yes, yes, um, we can definitely read. You that, know, and yeah. you know, it was great. It was a great topic because, you know, not only did we debate it, our audience debated it, but you know, we got into our guests and they got to, yeah. to question with Justin where not even just a question of what he thought of how it impacts right. injuries and, uh, yeah. and stuff like Absolutely. that. So, you know, not even about time, more about injuries and stuff. So, uh, but even, even interesting, just to kind of piggyback off of that a little bit is that yes, about the injuries, but then it kind of even delved into it just, again, really makes you think that, you know, you know, we're adults, we can gauge our injuries, but then these kids are maybe overusing they don't realize it or afraid just the, the the more you talk about it you know just the the scope of it just gets larger and larger you know the impact it can have so and then even talking we had a multiple sport athlete on our show on the Caldwell program Cassidy played multiple sports and right. juggling it and you know so it was uh kind of did all come like you know together on the show the topic and our guests uh yes. Kenny's asking a question uh let's put Kurt on the spot how far does Virginia <laughs> go in the tournament I'll tell you this, Kenny. I'll call it right now, looking right in that HD camera. Okay? They're not going to get upset by Ohio like everyone's saying. They will beat Ohio. Then they're going to be in the Powder Puff game against Creighton. Powder Puff Creighton, Powder Puff Virginia. They beat that Powder Puff, and then they play the monster. And that monster is going to be, what they lose by 28 last time? Gonzaga easily by 20. So they'll make it to the Sweet 16 and get beat up bad by Gonzaga, Kenny. 
Do you have any thoughts on it right now? Uh, Kenny, thank you for asking the question, for allowing him. Obviously, he's, you know, uh, holding it in all night. We had two people mentioned. No, I'm not holding nothing Could not have scripted it better. So, yeah, could not have even – you would think that I had a hand in it. I didn't, so it was good. So uh, he has more faith in Virginia than I do this year. I do. Everyone's on Ohio. (laughs) Don't don't jump on Ohio. Virginia wins. Um, Real quick, one more time, Coach Breslin, DMK Apparel. Yes. Um, You want to – Mention sure. it, please. Again, one little reminder. Uh, again, speaking from experience, pleasure to work with quality items, and they offer both screen printing and embroidery. Anything from uniforms to T-shirts to sweatshirts, hats, and more. Uh, all different types of accessories. They can open an online store for you, um, and they do feature Under Armour and Adidas apparel. So there's the all-in hoodie. Yep. K and K gear will be on by Wednesday. Very excited about that, and um. That's it. Great show tonight. Look forward to next week. Thank you for watching. And um, that's it. Enjoy the uh, college games and uh, everything else. See you next week. Have a good night.